of Church Family. Oh man, it is so good to be in the house. Thank you so much for choosing to come and worship with us this Memorial Day weekend. I was reminded on the way in as I was listening to a, a guy, some of you probably never heard of, Billy Ray Cyrus. He was singing uh, a song. He said, uh, some gave all, but all gave some. Uh, and we want to honor those that gave their lives for our freedom by looking to God's word today and uh, not taking for granted that we get the privilege of gathering as a people and pursuing Jesus and his word to us. Um, last Sunday, we finished our series. You may not be a legend, but you can't leave a legacy. And uh, I absolutely loved it. I hope that you enjoyed it as well. Today, we're kind of taking a time out and uh, we're going to be in our Bible reading plan. And we're going to talk about a phrase, essentially, specifically, that um, God said to the people in the old days, but he's also saying it to us, and here it is, be strong and courageous. Be strong and uh, courageous. We have a lot to cover, so what I want to do is go ahead and jump into the title of this morning's message, and this is it. It's time to lead. It's time to lead. We'll unpack that just a little bit. Uh, the truth, you guys know how I preach. If you're new for the first time or maybe you've come and you haven't heard me preach yet, is um, we give us a title, I give us a truth that we build on. We're gonna look to God's word and then we're gonna come back to the, to the truth at the end. But this is what it is. To live out our purpose, we must act out our courage and stay strong. Remember, we're talking about being strong and courageous. Here it is. To live out our purpose, we must act out our courage and stay strong. Let me pray for us, then we're going to dig into God's word together. Uh, Lord Jesus, we love you. Thanks for this opportunity, God, that you've given us to, to truly gather, but not just to gather to uh, high five, but to gather and, and hear from you. And so, Lord, that's my prayer right now, that as a people, that... Um, more than singing, more than listening, more than gathering, Lord, that, that you would speak to us and that when we leave this, pl this place and this time today, we would truly declare we have been in the presence of our risen and living Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, we don't come for information, we come for transformation. And so, Lord, would you tra change our lives, transform us by the power of your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, we are in uh, Joshua 1. Joshua 1. Well, here's what I thought I'd do. Since we're in our Bible reading plan, I'll just catch us up. Just in case you haven't been reading or skipped some chapters, I'm going to catch us up with where we are in our Bible reading plan today. So that tomorrow, uh, all you got to do is just pick up, right? You don't even have to catch up. Just pick up. Uh, this is it. In the beginning of time in the world, God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. Are you guys with me? That's essentially Genesis 1, right? Uh, God created Adam and Eve. Um, they took care of things. They had babies, but ultimately ate a piece of fruit. I don't know. Maybe some of you do. Uh, this is not recorded for later. We can just have a conversation. I don't know why they call it apples, right? Because I can't imagine anybody willing to give up everything over an apple. I mean, they ain't that 
good. You hear what I'm saying? Now, for some cotton candy grapes, I don't know if y'all ever had any of those at the grocery store, but wow, they'll change your life, truly. So I, it just always confused me. How, but anyway, so I ate this apple or whatever, cotton candy grapes. I ate this fruit, right, that God told me not to, and ultimately got kicked out of the garden for disobeying uh, God. Their sin started a snowball effect in the life of the people for generations. Although God had a people, and I need you to hear this, God had a people, uh, they decided they didn't want God to be their God. God had a people, but they decided they liked their way better than his way, right? So before we throw stones at them, let's think about how we live our lives real quick. God had a people, but they didn't really want God to be their God. So to make a long story short, Sin filled the earth, and this broke God's heart. So he established a covenant with a guy named Abram, okay, to once again have a people that he could care for and ultimately save from their sin. And these people, Abram's people, became known as the Israelites, okay? We're all the way to Exodus now. You're welcome. Isn't that fast? Um, Ultimately, an Israelite named Joseph came on the scene and, and ended up second in command over all of Egypt. As long as Joseph was in charge, things were great for the Israelites. But when the king died, things got bad for the people. The new king didn't care what Joseph had to say. So he gathered up all the Israelites and enslaved them under Egyptian rule. Well, God wasn't going to let God's people uh, go out like that. You know what I'm saying? So he rose up against the um, Egyptians. And from a series of events, I think God's word calls them plagues. Okay? Um, Pharaoh released the Israelites and Moses led them out of slavery and shepherded them and guided them for 40 years. During that time, he taught them how to be in relationship with God and each other. I love how we start off every single time we meet. Uh, God made us for relationships with God and each other. Well, that's essentially what Moses spent all of his time teaching the, the Israelites is how to be in relationship with God and each other. So near the end of Moses' life, um, he chose a younger guy by the name of Joshua to be his successor. And then Moses took them all the way, the people to Moab, which is where he died. And Joshua took over. Okay, I say younger guy. Just to be clear, Joshua was 40. I turned 44 this past Thursday. I forgive some of y'all for not sending me a card with money in it. uh, And that's fine. But I do want you to know, uh, thank you. Uh, Joshua was 40. So when we say young, some of y'all are thankful that, that I said 40 is young. Let's just leave it there. But this is where we pick up. In Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, we could say assistant, we could even say secretary. And this is where I want us to stop very briefly because I want to begin to paint this picture of role and importance for us because, again, as we know, Moses was important and then Joshua leading them was also going to be important. But I need you to understand this. Just because you may not be in leadership now doesn't mean God's not preparing you for leadership. Just because you don't see what you're currently doing is important, what you're doing and who you're doing it with may be preparing you for what you're about to do next. Thank goodness Joshua didn't get hung up on the title aid. Uh, Some people need a big title to feel important. You know what I'm saying? Um, But thank goodness that wasn't true for Joshua. Um, Your significance, how about this? isn't your job title. Your value isn't based on your level of employment. 
if there's anything I've learned in my life, and this is what, something I'm wanting to teach you, is that our role in the world doesn't determine our position in the kingdom. Our role in the world doesn't determine our position in the kingdom. Um, this is what this story shows us. God doesn't look at what you do. He looks at who you are, right? In other words, character matters. Character matters. And you say, well, how do I know? Well, I, I see because of how Joshua was chosen for leadership. And again, we're just looking back at what we've already read so far in God's word and in Numbers uh, chapter 27, 18 and 20. This is what uh, God's word shows us about the uh, picking of Joshua. I think it's real good. I hope you have your Bibles and turn to Numbers 27. The Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, son of Nun. How about this? A man in whom is of the spirit. If you have your Bibles, you can circle that. And lay your hand on him. Give him some of your authority so the whole Israelite community will obey him. I don't know if, if any of you have ever watched like a deacon ordination at some churches, right? Or an elder ordination or a new pastor ordination. One of the things they'll often do is they'll bring the dude up front, right? And they'll come by and they'll lay hands and pray, right? This is what we're seeing. This is where that comes from is laying the hands on and praying. But what I want you to see specifically, God chose Joshua to be Moses' successor because of Joshua's love for God. Joshua was of the Spirit. He had surrendered his life fully to God and was living his life following God, okay? Um, what's God's word showing? If we aren't a good follower, we will never be a good leader. Listen to me again. If we don't know how to follow well, we'll never be able to lead well. And Joshua, how about this, was willing to follow God and submitted to his will. Um, let me just say this. Um, my wife and I have five kids. You guys know that. Uh, they're a handful. Twelve is the oldest. Uh, the babies will be five on the 30th whenever that is, of this month. When's that? Next week. Allison got him a birthday present. Thank goodness for her. You heard him saying? <laughs> I'm as surprised as they are when they get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, for the longest time, I want to say this. I was focused on the wrong thing with my kids. I was focused on making my kids better leaders. And I thought, if I can just help my kid be a leader, then they won't, listen to me, follow the wrong crowd. But if we focus on leadership, listen, what we teach our kids to do is to trust themselves. And what I see God's word showing us here is maybe we need to stop worried about our kids being leaders and our kids being followers of Jesus. And if they'll follow Jesus and they'll listen to his voice and obey his commands, then we don't have to worry about what other people may say or do. Mommies and daddies, listen to me very carefully. It is not our job to teach our kids to be great leaders. It is our role and our opportunity to teach them to be great followers. Are y'all with me? God doesn't place people in leadership because of their potential. He places them in leadership because of their posture. Are they surrendered and submitted to him? Um, verse two, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan to the land I'm about to give you 
to them, to the Israelites. I will give you, listen to this, verse three. Every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. What an incredible promise. I mean, God basically said, if you want it, then go and get it. Now listen, God was talking to the Israelites then based off his promise to Moses. He's not talking to you, okay? Um, matter of fact, please don't leave here today and go out to somebody's house and try to take something that ain't yours. Um, you will be met with what I'll call resistance, okay? Especially if they have a, a flag in the front yard that says, come and take it. That's a joke. That's a trick, right? <laughs> Don't go try to take nothing. That's, that's a trick. Uh, anybody, y'all got that flag hanging in y'all's yard? <laughs> that's why I'm proud of this church. Uh, although this isn't our promise, I, I do believe the premise is still applicable today. Here it is. Uh, there is unclaimed land in our community that God wants us to go and take for his kingdom. Um, I'm not a name and claim it kind of guy, but I, I, I'm not talking about actual land. I just believe there's a spiritual advancement that God is wanting us to do in this community to push back the powers of darkness. I don't get that on my own accord. I really get it by the Great Commission. The Great Commission, as you guys know, I feel like we talk about it a lot, but it is our commissioning, our op ord, if you will, for Christians. And it's all found in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. This is what Jesus says to the disciples. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, this is Jesus saying, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is saying, and you have to understand this, everything you see, I have ultimate authority over. And if you want it to be under my rule and reign, then you can go make it happen. Listen to this, by making disciples. Do you realize there is a, listen, the same premise is for us today. There's a land that God has given us to go and take. We are in the middle of Choctaw. He's expecting us to go and take the land that we've put up shop. Are you with me? But the way we do that, it's not by walking around with whatever weapon you may carry, right? It's by making disciples of other people. And as we make disciples, then we take the land. How about this? You take the man, you take the home. Are you with me? Is this too much for y'all? I mean, I know we're talking about Moses dying, but I didn't know we were just going to show up for a funeral. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's just keep reading. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Uh, just because we're in God's will doesn't mean that we won't face opposition and face hard times every once in a while. Uh, some of you already know what I'm talking about. You gave your life to Jesus. You decided to make a stand for Jesus. Things got harder. You decided to trust Jesus. Things got tougher, right? Um, you, 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 you finally made the decision to give up your, uh, friend, your bad friends, I'll say, that, has, that worked to push you in certain directions, and now you're struggling making good friends. But you have to understand uh, here that God was telling Joshua that there would be, how about this, there would be difficulties ahead. And I want to make it applicable for us today. God's not saying to us that there won't be hard times. Matter of fact, if anything, God is saying this, although things may come against us, it can't overtake us. We may make bad decisions. We may do wrong things. We may say things we don't mean. We may have people that don't like us. We may have people that come against us. But as long as we stay, how about this, in Christ and with God, we can overcome anything because God, how about this, is over everything. 
You want to make it uh, New Testament? We can overcome anything because Jesus overcame everything. And as long as, how about this? And as long as we're in Christ, then we get to be heirs of the same things that he overcame. Um, And this is what God needed Joshua to see. God's presence in Joshua's life would be how Joshua would be able to persevere. We talked about a couple weeks ago with the sustaining grace. Remember that? How do we make it through? Because of the sustaining grace of the Lord. God said, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. God is encouraging Joshua here in his new role Um, Joshua was not only ready for leadership, but the truth is it was time for him to step up into his calling. It was time for him to man up and be the person that God had been preparing him to be. It was time for him to begin to live out his purpose. And I want to say this to us today. It's time. It's time, if you're not already, because I believe some of you are living out your purpose. It's time, if you're not already, to start living out God's will for your life. It's time for you to lead in your home. It's time for you to lead at your work. It's time for you to lead in our community. I'm going to be straight up with you. The reason our world is in the mess that it's in right now is because some people hadn't been leading where they needed to be leading. Some people hadn't been standing on God's word when they knew good and well what God's word said to do. And God said, listen to this, go and lead, but don't forget, as you're leading, I am with you. I know it can be scary to lead out in places that we are sometimes uncomfortable. It can be scary to take a stand with our friends. It can be scary to take a stand with our neighbors. It can be scary to take a stand with people that we don't know. It can be scary to take a stand with people we wish would like us, but we don't know if they do yet. Are you with me? Is, that just, is this just me? It can be scary. And that's where Joshua was. He was scared. And for no other reason, because he was following the guy that was the legend. Moses was the man. Do y'all realize that? I mean, outside of Jesus, he's known as like the greatest leader in all the Bible. For sure, he was the greatest leader in the Old Testament. And now Joshua is having to follow in the steps of the legend and fill some big shoes. Uh, Just think about this for a second. People were accustomed to Moses. The way that he shepherded them and hugged them and talked to them And preached to them and did things. And now that Joshua was taken over, I I wonder if some of the people had some of the same expectation of Joshua that they had for Moses. I wonder if some people were expecting Joshua to be a little Moses. I wonder if Joshua felt the pressure of being a man that he wasn't. The truth is... uh, Joshua was wired different than Moses. Um, Joshua wasn't Moses. He was Joshua. God, how about this, needed Moses to get the people to Moab. 
And now God needs Joshua to take the people into the promised land. And this doesn't mean that Joshua was better than Moses or that Moses was better than Joshua. It simply means, and this is what I want you to see, each of us has a role in the kingdom of God that looks different and is yet needed. Unless each of us is willing to live that role out and lead where we are, we will not experience everything we could together. Do you guys see this? So here's my question. Are you living out your purpose in your home? Men of God, are you living out your purpose in your home? Women of God, are you living out your purpose in your home? What's keeping you from taking our community for Jesus? There are only two things that that we really see here that God encouraged Joshua with. I I think it's two things that he wants to encourage us with. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So what he said then, for Joshua to lead, is going to be the same for us to lead. You know what his word says? He says this, be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their ancestors to give them. Let me kind of rephrase it a little bit for us just to make it applicable for you at your house. Be strong and courageous as I help you lead your family to inherit the land that I want for them. Be strong and courageous. Um, About five years ago, I finished my doctoral dissertation. I I wrote it on leadership. And uh, specifically turnaround leaders. In other words, uh, pastors that had a staff that helped them grow their church. They were a declining church and they had turned their church around or they were a small church and through some sequences of events, now they have a larger and booming church. I, and I began to do a lot of research on what is the primary characteristic of those leaders. First of all, let me just tell you, they were all courageous. But what was the key ingredient of not just the pastor but the people around that pastor. And this, this is what I came to the conclusion of. Not only was the leader courageous, they were surrounded by courageous people. It wasn't, how about this? The most gifted people, but the most courageous people that accomplished the greatest events in scripture. And, you, and just for, it's easy to look at Joshua. I mean, uh, thank goodness God didn't tell Joshua to be more gifted he didn't tell him to be more anointed. He didn't say, hey, now listen, I, I know you were confused when you went to college and you didn't really know what to get a degree in, but to whatever you got a degree in ain't gonna work, so you need to go back to school, get a master's degree, right? He just simply said, go be strong and courageous. And that's easy to look at, but what about David? I mean, where does that, how does it fit for him? Well, how about this? David didn't defeat Goliath because he... Uh, was an expert at military strategies. Matter of fact, David wasn't even in the military. You realize that? But he was courageous. Over and over, I don't got time, I got five minutes left. Over and over and over. In scripture, I can prove to you that the people that did the most for God, we just read about Rahab, you think it, was, it took courage to stand up to the people that came to the door? Hello? Over and over and over. The people that did the most in Scripture weren't always the most gifted, but they were strong 
and courageous. You see, at the heart of courage is faith and trust. I wrote this in your notes. Courage is the way that faith expresses itself. So, so in other words, if we don't have courage, then we have to ask the question, do we really actually have faith and trust in God? Um, it doesn't matter how gifted you are if you don't have the courage to use your gift. Um, it doesn't matter how capable you are if you can't find the courage to execute the plan. When purpose isn't accomplished, it's because courage wasn't used. For the children of Israel to walk into their next season after Moses, into the promised land, it was going to take courage. And I need you to hear me say this to you. If you're going to walk into your next season of life, and I don't know what that next season is for you, but if you're going to walk into your next season of life, if you're going to live, how about this, as God intended for you to live on a daily basis, it's going to take courage. Well, what does it mean strong? Well, just because you can get in the room doesn't mean you can stay there. There are a lot of great leaders that their courage, we could even say their charisma got them into a room, but their character would not allow them to stay. So not only did Joshua need to be courageous, he needed to be strong in his character. In other words, he would need to be able to stay faithful to God and follow him even when he may have had the desire to do something different. He needed to be strong in order not to give into the temptation of sin. He needed to be strong to walk away from the things in his life that would ultimately cause his destruction. Here's what we're seeing. Um, we are as strong, how about this, as our character. Be strong, have good character, and be courageous. Trust God. I wonder what God's been preparing you for. I wonder what you've been needing to walk away from. I wonder how our home, how your home and our community would be different if we actually led out of strength and courage. I, I do want to focus on our homes for just a second because I, that's the one place that we all got to go, back home. Um, I, could, I wish I could help you with your work, but we don't all go to the same job. You hear what I'm saying? Uh, some of y'all wish y'all had a job. Uh, some of y'all are looking for a job. Some of us work here, some of us work there, right? But we all go home. And so what I thought I would do for just give us three quick things, tips to help us be able to lead well at home. Okay, because I want you to be strong and courageous. How do I do that at home? Well, I'm about to tell you. Here's the first thing. Pray with and for your family as much as possible. And you may be saying, hey, well, I, I get that, but why do I pray? How about this? This is what I pray for my family every time. I don't know of a time that I prayed for my family that I haven't prayed this. Lord, be our salvation, identity, life, and authority. They got a, they got a test to take at school. Lord, help my kid not fail this test. And be their salvation, identity, life, and authority. What does it mean? Lord, would you save us? Lord, would we find who we are in you and not of the world and other things? Would you help us live as you intended? And would you help us walk by the power of the Holy Spirit? Lord, be our salvation, identity, life, and authority. Here's the second thing. Uh, make gathering with our church body a priority. Now, you guys are killing it. You showed up on Memorial Day weekend, high five. Man, you're doing such a good job. But you know, I think it's interesting as we've just read the, through the, the Pentateuch, the Torah, right? Is that um, you can't read God's word and, and start thinking that being a part of a body of believers consistently shouldn't be a priority. And you may say, well, I struggle at leading in my house. Well, then by all means, you should be here and let us help you with the top of your kids. 
What's the third thing? Um, be in our Bible reading plan. We cannot act on God's word if we don't know it. Are you reading our Bible reading? Why not? Why would you not take an opportunity to be in God's word with your faith family? Just as as important as it is for you to be in God's word with your family at home, why wouldn't we want to take the opportunity to be in God's word with our family here? What do you do? How can I help you lead in the Bible reading plan? Just read and say, look to your spouse. This is what I like to say. It helps me. Hey, what'd you get? That's how I took tests back in the day too, by the way. (laughs) What'd you get? Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) What'd you get? Listen to me. I promise you, if you will pray with your in your home, if you will just say, hey, look, we're not legalists. You don't show up every week. I'm going to make this a priority for me and my family, and I'm going to pursue his work. I promise you this. God will do something in your family that you never thought was possible. For Joshua to move into his next season and for us to move into our, listen, we're going to have to be strong and courageous. Um, it, I know it's simple, but it may, not, and it, it may not be easy. But here's what I want you to know. You can do it. God didn't say for us to be strong and courageous if he wasn't going to give us the power and the strength to do it. Lead in your home. Lead where you are. To live out our purpose, we must act out our courage and stay strong. One of my favorite Bible verses, I have it in my office. I keep it in my Bible. And I'll close with this. Be strong and courageous. This is Deuteronomy 31.6. Do not be afraid or terrified, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, we do love you so much. We, we know, God, you are with us. You are for us. Um, Lord, you love us. And Lord, we gather not only as a people that, uh, that love each other, but Lord, we gather as a people that love you. And God, living out your ways and your standards every single day can be tough. But Lord, um, it can be done. All we need to do is be strong and courageous. And so God, I pray that for your people right now. Would we leave this place today more courageous than we've ever been and more strong than we ever thought possible. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.